Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We're back. <clears throat> well, uh, I don't know if people were, were listening to us or not, but I think we're on the air now, finally. Yeah. Man, I'm loud today. <laughs> hey, turn that turn down me a down a little bit, little bit yeah. too. <laughs> uh, apologize for that. I have a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, at least on our end, we couldn't hear ourselves. So if you were hearing us speaking, uh, hope you enjoyed <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> Um, but this is SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. Um, I'm Taylor Johnson. Doug is not in today. Uh, if you want to call in this first segment where we usually talk, uh, debrief about the news of the day and what's uh, been going on around the city and the country and the world, uh, you can call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at SWATradio.com. That's taylor at SWAT radio.com and as i said doug mccary is not in today so we're in uh with brad sykes uh, glad to have him uh, back in the studio he's the man he's the og so glad that he's back um but yeah so how's things been going brad glad to be here and uh you know you ever have those days where you you got so many things stacked on top of each other mm-hmm. that you know i was kind of looking forward to coming in here just to maybe you could debrief me you know, oh. uh, t- tell me what's going on in the world. I, I, uh, I had the privilege of teaching the uh, lunchtime SWAT study today. And, uh, of course, we'll, we're not going to talk about that today. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. You and Doug will talk about that next week. But um, anyway, so I had a lot going on today and have not listened to any news other than what I heard going from, you know, from here to Starbucks and back, which I, I didn't get much. So, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be your news source, you know. What I, I mean? was going to say, I mean, I'm always hesitant, and and those of you who've listened to Doug and I over the years, I've told Doug many times, I'm always hesitant to talk about news, because I think there are many other sources you can go if if you're interested in news. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, we we're probably reading a lot of the same things you guys are reading, and the reality is, I, I think for us, it's more okay based on what's going on in the world. How do we how do we live life? Yeah, you know, in light of that. In fact, th- that was uh, that was really the majority. Well, we've been talking about it even this week. Is the idea as we've as we're working through Hebrews, which it's coming to a close. Mm-hmm. We're in chapter thirteen. In fact, this week, well, here on the radio, we're doing uh, Hebrews uh, thirteen one through six, and then this week in the Bible studies, we're doing seven through fourteen, and it's really this. You see this letter kind of coming to a close. And in the end, as we'll talk again today, is, um, you know, the first 12 chapters are really about uh, the foundation of our faith. You know, we're, we're, how, do, how do we think? Therefore, how do we believe? Therefore, how do we live? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you take the, the circumstances of the world that we live in based on whatever's going on in your world, uh, your your faith will be lived out there wherever yeah. that is whatever you're dealing with today you've got a you got a new baby at home mm-hmm. you've got a wife who's probably needs your help around the house you yeah. and you know i've got a friend of mine who's uh, they've got a child who's battling cancer mm. doesn't mean he's not concerned about the election but it's it's kind of down on the totem pole if you know what i mean yeah so, yeah so what do you um I guess with how the world is today and how people's lives, you know, where they intersect, I guess, is kind of what is in the news. But with in light of that, what's been your kind of uh, what's been on your heart as far as how we as Christians should uh, live and operate in the times that we're in? Well, goodness, um, in fact, I wish you'd have been at the study today. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I taught a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, the reality is uh, my wife and I are going through uh, Daniel. Mm. And you're reminded that God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He, he rules all things. 
And uh, the reality is um, when, when we know what God knows about the election or whatever it is, um, will we be at peace with that? Mm. That doesn't mean we will be happy about it. There's a difference between peace and happiness. Uh, listen, I mean, I think a lot of what we're seeing in our society today is very, very troubling, mm-hmm. very disturbing, and it's really void of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, we were talking at uh, Bible study today. You know, man, I mean, censorship. Um, we're seeing it, but mm-hmm. the reality is, I don't think we're that far from experiencing true persecution. Uh, yeah. We're talking about even today, as you look at Hebrews thirteen seven through fourteen, that Jesus was crucified outside the camp, mm. and it's this idea that if we identify as His, we're disciples of Christ. We're going to be out of the camp, yeah. you know. And a lot of us, you you even mentioned it a minute ago, is we don't want to be out of the camp. You know, we want to be in the camp, mm-hmm. and, and and the reality is, you know, the apostles experienced very similar persecution that Jesus experienced yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than they were guilty. Uh, I mean, in the sense that they were sinful man, mm, yeah. just like we are, um, you know, wh- where are we going? <laughs> where, where does this end? And, and as much as I don't want to see, you know, persecution, mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't want to see you persecuted or my family persecuted, or I'd hate to see our nation split. Well, it's already split. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the reality is sometimes those things may be necessary. Mm. Uh, listen, it, it, this isn't plan B. God's not sitting there going, wow, I had no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And, and do we take comfort in that? Do we rest in the fact that we serve the most high God who is ruling over all things? Yeah. The word says everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord. This is your kingdom. We adore you as being in control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone. You're the ruler of all mankind. Your hand controls power and might, and it is at your discretion that men are made great and given strength. That's a verse, a text that I memorized a long time ago. Yeah, I, I seem to repeat it often because I have to remind myself daily, weekly, daily, throughout the day, that whatever you may be experiencing, whatever may not be going your way, boy, you can trust the fact that God is sovereign. Yeah. You know? And, you know, kind of going back to you said some of this may be necessary, and it makes me think of, you know, how God disciplined um, the Israelites uh, when, you know, they'd go through periods of unfaithfulness. And I think that, you know, in our country, in our culture, and even in our churches, we've been uh you know i guess in the country unfaithful in the culture maybe sure. not in the church at, at, to the same extent but i think we've been comfortable uh in the church and you know it might be necessary that god says okay you ready to suffer for my name you ready to yeah to do that yeah. um so yeah i, I agree with what, you, with what you just said it's you know and it's one thing somebody said today at bible study it's it's one thing probably Let's see, I'm trying to remember when you were born. Well, 89. Okay, so in, in 1999, you may yeah. not remember the Columbine shooting. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And where, you know, you got a gun to your head. Mm. You know, are you going to profess the name of Christ knowing what's likely to happen? Yeah. You know, and, and we're not, we don't have that today. I'm sure that's ha- certainly happening throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't want to see that happen, but oftentimes in the midst of persecution and trials, the church grows Yeah, and revival begins. I mean, we need revival mm-hmm. bad, bad. I mean, listen to this, Daniel two twenty one. It is he who changes the times and the periods. He removes Kings and appoints Kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to people of understanding. Paul writing to Timothy, said, first of all, then I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made in behalf of all people for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. 
This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Mm. Well, we'll pick up right there when we get back from the break. We're up against a hard break, so stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We will be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. He's That was Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, we usually take a little bit of time to uh, debrief the news of the day, uh, talk about what's been going on in uh, the city and in society. Uh, And just before the break, Brad, uh, who is in for Doug this week, uh, was reading from... And that wasn't from Daniel. First Timothy. First Timothy. First Timothy. Yes, yeah, so yeah. he didn't get to, yeah. he got a chance to finish reading it, but didn't get a chance to finish his thoughts on. Well, uh, I mean, it's it's. By the way, you know, we we go on these breaks. What do you do on these breaks? You know, we're listening to the to the news or anything that's maybe being announced here. Uh, I've got a computer open. You know, and it's interesting where. Do, you know, when you when you open your computer, or you turn on your television. You know, we're getting information, just mm. data, information, and and it does something to you. I mean, it's uh, I, I, listen. Your mind is being renewed somewhere, yeah, somehow, and you know, it's this constant challenge. I think as believers, is we need to be sure we know how we're nourishing our soul. Mm. And you know, I've, I've got the computer open because I haven't really paid attention to the news today. I'm somewhat up on what's going on. By the way, it's a big week for me because the Masters is going on mm-hmm. this week, and so I'm pretty actually consumed with that. But. I saw that uh, <clears throat> that hole in one. Uh, Wasn't that amazing? Oh man, that was something John Rom. Yeah. yeah, amazing. But yeah, I'm sure that's on YouTube somewhere. Go check out John Rom 
Have you ever been to Augusta? No, I have not. I don't know if you're a golfer, but it's kind of the yeah. It's it's sacred ground, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, that particular hole is a par three, number sixteen. And during the practice rounds, which I've been there during the practice rounds, and it is amazing. So it's a big lake, mm-hmm. and what they do, the players go to the end of the tee, right there by the water. They they get one shot, and the idea is to skip the ball across the water. And uh, anyway, I don't want to spoil the, the story. <laughs> I want our listeners to go check it out. It's amazing. Yeah, that John was crazy. Rob, yeah, that totally was... crazy. Anyway, back to the point is, you know, I, I've got my computer on, and it's there's nothing on this screen that I've got open that's of any encouragement to me. Hmm. It is only negative. And we've seen that over the years when it mm-hmm. comes to information and news that we get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm when I meet with a young guy and I begin to disciple that guy, there's there's a few things that I ask him. N- number one, what are you reading? Tell me what you're reading. It's, it's surprising, Taylor, how few men read. Yeah. <laughs> now, they may listen to a book. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about get a book out and read it. Um, read the scriptures, even if you don't understand it. Just mm-hmm. read it. It's a good discipline, you know. The other thing is, um, what are you watching? What are you reading? What What are you watching? What are you listening to? And who are you hanging around with? Now, listen. Jesus hung out with sinners. Mm. I think we ought to do that too. You know, we live in a world where we're so divided. Mm-hmm. If you think differently than I do, it's like I've built this wall between you and I. Yeah. There, there's no chance we're going to engage. We should not be surprised at what we see in the world today, or at least in America. Mm-hmm. There's so much division because you don't think like I think. You don't vote like I vote. Why do we expect lost people? Why do we expect blind people to be able to see? Yeah. The reality is there's a world out there that is in darkness Let's don't be shocked. Let's don't be surprised at what's going on. Why don't we take an opportunity to realize that God is sovereign. He has placed people in our lives that we might engage them and that we might equip them mm-hmm. and that we might encourage them. And so, you know, I, I just, I challenge, I challenge the guys today. You know, who do you know? I and mean, we're looking at it t- this week as we begin to, unpack these first six verses of hebrews chapter 13 but anyway kind of back to my point daniel chapter 4 says at the end of the days i nebuchadnezzar which this guy was a brutal brutal king lifted my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me and i blessed the most high and praised and honored him who lives forever for all his for his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? And what's crazy about that, that uh, that's, he says that was after seven years of basically insanity. Exactly. It, it took seven years of living like a beast and not having control of his faculties. The guy's munching on some grass, yeah, man. For him to finally submit and come to that realization about uh, God, you would think, oh, well, that would only take me however long, but how many of us have been hard of heart for long periods of time? Yeah. You know, or how many of us would say that? Mm. What have you done? Mm. What have you done? And you know, the, the reality is, uh, God is in control. That doesn't mean we're to throw our hands up and not do anything. We have a stewardship, but yeah. we first have a stewardship with the gospel. Mm. Let's see, I'm trying to think if it's First Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace. As each has received a gift. You know what the gift we have? It's not talking about spiritual gifts necessarily. It's the gift of the gospel. Mm. And we're to be good stewards of that gospel. Mm. So that means we're to serve others as Christ served us, you know, Mm. and gave his life a ransom for many. Me, this wretched dude, you know, who's, I need to be reminded of that. Yeah, and be reminded to serve 
to that point too, you know, to give your life for other people as an, you know, that's how Christ did and he's our example. So we have to be willing to serve to that extent as well. And I I don't think, you know, most people are, Well, and you you know, I I guess until you're in that situation, you don't know if you are, I guess, unless you, you know, mentally put yourself there multiple times. It's like we were just talking about, you know, um, if you had a gun to your head, Mm -hmm. what would you do? You know, what would you say? Would would you profess Christ? I mean, you'd like to think you would, mm-hmm. but would you? Well, the only reason you wouldn't is because you have more. You, you want to be here yeah. more than you want to be there. Yeah. In John two fifteen, First John two verse fifteen, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Mm-hmm. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Okay, that's a that's kind of a sobering text if you really want to let that resonate and marinate on your own thoughts. Yeah. Because we live in America. We have nice cars, nice roads, nice food, you know, unlimited places to go. And I just went and got a coffee over across the street. Mm-hmm. It's just everything's so comfortable. Yeah. And it's very difficult to imagine us not having those comforts. But listen, this world is not our home. This is not where we're to be. This We're mm-hmm. just passing through. We're ambassadors. We're, you know, we're aliens in a foreign land. And yet... Most of us have settled in, man. We are, we are, mm-hmm. we are super comfortable here. Yeah, and you know, coupling that with the possibility of you know persecution coming uh, our way, what I mean, I, that gets me to think. Okay, well, I gotta, you know, do some artificial things now to make myself uncomfortable, you know, in preparation for what may come. And if it doesn't come, at least for preparation uh, to grow, or at least for growing closer to God. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes these comforts, you know, while they're nice, they get in the way of uh, a relationship with God. You know, you're talking earlier about most people don't read. And, well, there's so many videos and things to watch. So, you know, we don't spend that quiet. Or even if you do read your Bible, you don't spend the quiet time necessary to really commune with God on a daily basis. And so, you know, those are just thoughts that end up going through my mind. Like, okay, well, I got to get radical well I, I was so blessed by one of our swat brothers he and i ended up chatting after after our lunch today we just talking about all the all the um material all the books mm. all the podcasts all the sermons all, just it's it's unlimited there's so much out there mm-hmm. you know, of course sadly there's a lot of false teaching out there too that you can get yep. derailed by and the reality is I know I've struggled with that. I've struggled with, wow, I've got so much to go through. I got, I need to read that book. I need to listen to that podcast. I need to listen to that sermon. Somebody sent me a a podcast yesterday. said, man, you need to listen to this. I'm thinking, no, (laughs) I don't. And I didn't say that, but that's what's going on in my mind. I mean, I want to Mm -hmm. because I know to this guy it's important. Yeah. Then I'm thinking, I got more than I can handle right now. I need to hit pause. Mm-hmm. And I need to just get still, be be still. And boy, we are so busy. We're mm-hmm. so we got so. And and listen, people in the ministry are so busy. Yeah, we are so burdened with stuff that we've piled on ourselves. Mm. You know. And uh, anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm rambling, <laughs> but the reality is, I think it's a it's a good reminder that. Um, you know what? We need to, instead of being a, a mile wide and an inch deep, mm-hmm. let's narrow that target up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I remember teaching my, my boys how to hunt. Mm. I'd first take them, you know, take them to the gun safety class, then I, then I take them to the skeet range with their shotgun. Mm. And I said, you know, you, you don't have to hit it right on, but you need to get in the general area. Yeah. Most of us, we're so all over the place. That quite frankly, we need to get narrowed in, and mm-hmm. we need to really get on, get focused. Yeah, you know this race we're running. Why are we running it? What's the purpose? That's yeah. a good question to ask. It is. 
So ask yourselves that. Uh, while we go to the break, we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia, listening at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. We will be back after the news. Stay tuned. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. There's a better life, there's a better life If you got pain, he's a pain taker If you feel lost, he's a way maker If you need freedom, save it He's a prison shaker Welcome back to SWAT Radio, that was Zach Williams with Chainbreaker if you are just joining us, we are in Hebrews chapter 13 uh, this week, verses 1 through 6. Uh, next week we'll be moving on. This is the last day uh, that we're going to be going through uh, verses 1 through 6. So uh, we've spent the first segment talking a little bit about the news of the day. The second segment, we kind of talked a little bit of that and started talking about um, just faith in general, I would say. Um, so if you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, you can visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to uh, our podcast by searching SWAT Radio anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Or you can download our SWAT app. Uh, and usually uh, a few hours after the uh, program is in, over, then it'll be uploaded. So you can go and listen to it there. James does a good job getting yeah. that stuff up. Man, he's quick. Yeah. And then we were in here a few weeks ago, and I was here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I said something. You ever say something on the air, and you go, man, did I say that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually, I had to go back and make sure I didn't say what I thought I said. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so James is great about doing that, getting those up on the uh, website and on Apple, whatever, yep. wherever those things mm-hmm. are, are iTunes, hosted. Apple but, iTunes, uh, yeah. Well, good reminder. Oh, yeah, we are here to work through the text of <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13. Although, you know, it's interesting, Taylor. Um, I could sit up here for hours just yeah. chatting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think when you get, when you have a common thread yeah. of Christ in your life with another, there's something about it. It's mm-hmm. very, very encouraging. Yeah. You know, the whole world can be going to, you know, yeah. <laughs> HE double hockey sticks in a handbasket hand yeah. and then. You get brother. You get together with a brother, and you just begin to talk, and yeah, so so encouraging. Well, listen, we we are in chapter thirteen. Finally, this this uh, this letter to the Hebrews is kind of coming to a close, and um, as we've mentioned over the last uh, couple of days, that you know the first twelve chapters of this book of this letter is really the the foundation. It's the it's the doctrines. And it's the doctrines that lead to duty. It's the the revelation that leads to application. In other words, 
I, I like to use this word often. So what? Mm-hmm. Okay, you you got the information. Now what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Doug has shared he's, he, it's A. W. Tozer quote that says the most important thing about you is what you believe about God. And um, you know the idea that we we spent you know I don't know what are we <clears throat> we're probably two years three years into Hebrews. Yeah. And uh and been here that long. So. Yeah, I mean it's been a long time we've been working through it. And I've been through Hebrews uh multiple times o- over the last 40 years that I've known Christ. I was telling the guys today that it's great to be able to go through a text you're you're pretty familiar with. Mm. And yet God brings new discoveries. Yeah, right. Little nuances about mm-hmm. the text. I'm one of these guys that I have to reread, re-listen, rewatch lots of stuff mm. i don't know if it's that i'm getting slower uh it drives my wife crazy we'll be watching a movie and i'll have to pause it three times in the movie hey get me up to date what's going on and she drives her crazy <laughs> she's a quick thinker you know and uh anyway so I, I am reminded as that we've gone through hebrews there's so many things here but ultimately you go through the first 12 chapters and then you come to 13 and it's like oh you got to live this stuff out mm. if you believe it then it ought to be reflected in how you live your life. And that's that's really what chapter 13 is all about. In Matthew five fourteen, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You know, if you turn the lights over there, Taylor, and I got a, a, a candle in here, it's going to light this room up. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's true of me, as I mentioned in the last segment, look around. It's a dark world. Mm-hmm. We're, we're to be the light of the world we're, we're to go into dark places jesus said i'm the light of the world whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life we aren't the light but we have the light in us and yeah. if the light is in me wherever i go it ought to be reflected there mm-hmm. and J- jesus said while you have the light while you have the light believe in the light that you may become sons of light and then he also said in Matthew five sixteen, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In other words, you say you believe this. The question is, does your life reflect that? And as we kind of work through these first few verses of Hebrews chapter 13, we're, we're looking at this idea that in these first six verses, We're looking at four specific qualities or attributes that should be evident in those who have fully surrendered their life to Christ. Number one, it is a love toward our fellow man. And, and of course, we see that played out when it it speaks to the idea that it's it's brothers, it's it's strangers, it's um, those in prison, those who have been ill-treated. You know, mm-hmm. what, what is he talking about there? Well, first off, he's talking about our brothers in Christ. It's it's the church. We're, we're to love those people. Then it goes on to a really difficult thing is we're to love strangers. Strangers are people that may may not think, may not vote, may not think, believe like we right. believe. And, and I tell you, this is a big deal to me, is that we have got to engage with those who may not think the way we think. I just said a minute ago, I could sit in here for two hours talking to you because mm-hmm. we have so much in common. Yeah, I mean, we're different ages, but the reality is we have the common bond of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we can talk. Hey, how, can you talk to somebody who doesn't have that? You better. Yeah. Because we're called to do that. And so <clears throat> anyway, he goes on and he says, he says, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. He says, remember those who are in prison as though in prison yourself. Well, that's a challenge. You ever been in prison? Mm-mm. I don't know. I mean, uh, but but the I, reality I, is. I visited somebody in prison, I, but I, I have too. never. I have too. And, and we're, we're called to do that. Yeah. You know, and that uh, we're to remember them. How, how do you remember somebody who's in prison is it just a memory that's not what he's talking about yeah he's talking about doing something you know they'll know us by our love yeah they'll know us because we didn't think something 
They're not going to know us because you had good theology. They're not going to know you because you, you had good intentions. They're going to know you because you did something. And I think there's, there's this great challenge that if we are to extend love toward our fellow man, it's not just thinking about it. It's not yeah. just studying about it. It's not just reading something on Facebook. We're to do something. We're to go and act on that. The other thing is he talks about <clears throat> a loyalty to our mate. Interesting that this is in here. Mm. But the reality is our faith, your faith, is going to be lived out most evidently in your marriage. I, and I firmly believe this. Yeah. Listen, marriage is a refining process. It, it's a joyful process. It's a it's it's a great thing. I've been married thirty five, almost thirty five years. It's the it's one of the greatest things on this earth that I've ever experienced. But in the midst of that, I've had to live out what I say I believe. Mm-hmm. Have you ever mm-hmm. had to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're probably yeah, experiencing it right yeah, now. Uh-huh. You know, you, yeah. you start having children, it, it, it'll it'll bring out what you really believe. Yeah, and uh, and it'll expose what. You, where you're not in line. Mm-hmm. So if, if the reality is, if the foundation is a faith in Jesus, how is that being played out in your loyalty to your mate? It talks about the, the let, let marriage be held in honor, verse 4 of chapter 13, among all. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. What does that mean? Undefiled. You and I were kind of talking about it a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world where we're inundated with temptations. Yep. Uh, you know, from sexual temptations, um, and and we can isolate ourselves as men and be caught into that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the statistics are rampant. It's it's crazy. Yeah. When you realize how many people are are in bondage to pornography, mm-hmm. married men, men in the ministry. And the reality is, it's it is undefiled. Let the marriage bed be undefiled. Hold your hold your marriage in in honor, and we do that by avoiding that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, it's a longing for our Maker. And then we're going to look at today a hope in our Master. And you know th- this this reality uh, that we long for our Maker. It speaks to this idea. Let me just read it here. It says, uh, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to come back after the break. We'll jump into that. Then we'll hit on six, verse six, Mm -hmm. because this is going to just blossom like a flower. And you're going to get a good good whiff of what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So make sure you stick with us for that. We will be back with more after the news. Um, you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
crowd was shouting, crucify. Could have come from these lips of mine. The dirty shame was killing me. It would take a miracle to wash me clean. was david crowder with red letters welcome back to swat radio we are talking about hebrews chapter 13 verses 1 through 6 uh today this week um and i'm in the studio i'm taylor johnson first of all i'm in the studio with uh brad sykes um because doug mccary is out this week um and he will be back next week but uh, brad is doing an excellent job of leading us through verses 1 through 6 and just before uh the break he read uh, verse 5 and we're going to pick up there. Well, actually, I, I want to I want to just jump back one quick second, and I want to thank Doug for letting me come in and do this. It's always good to to dig into the Word because I think the the Word is powerful. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Sanctify sanctify them by your Word. Your Word is truth." Mm-hmm. Listen, we are being sanctified. We are sanctified, mm-hmm. but we're being sanctified. We're sanctified by the Word. And so, yeah. as I whether I'm doing it radio or I'm you know teaching. I realize, listen, I, I, I'm just a broken vessel used to speak the word. But the reality is, as we open up and we ingest and we nourish our soul and our mind and our heart in His in the word, it's sanctifying us. Mm. It's transforming us. So I wanted to go back real quick because verse 4, so we talked about that uh, our faith is made manifest in our loyalty in the, in our loyalty to our mate it says let marriage let the marriage bed verse uh, excuse me verse four let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for god will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous my wife and i've done a fair amount of marriage counseling over the years in fact one of the things you see that creates a lot of division in the home and in marriage is it's not what's happening in the home. It's what's happening out of the home. Mm. It's it's where you where you're going, not just in physical form, but in mental form. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Where are you renewing your mind? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Genesis two twenty four says, "Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh." And I tell you that one flesh is a great challenge because. You sometimes don't realize that you, you think because you're married, you're, you're, there's intimacy, there's all, that you're one. But I, I think it's a constant reminder to, to examine whether we're one flesh. Mm. Are we really one? Mm. Uh, I moved here 22, almost 23 years ago from Texas where all my family was. And I love my family. I love being around my family. They're all still there. But I moved here not thinking I would be here very long and and I realized it was really the first time, and we'd been married almost 12 years at that time. Mm. And uh, I think I, I, I really realized that in some ways I was not one. Mm. I still had my strings attached to my mom and dad to mm. some extent. Mm-hmm. And it says, therefore, man shall leave his father and mother, cut the strings, and become one. Anyway, Max Lucado said, God created marriage. No government subcommittee envisioned it. No social organization developed it. Marriage was conceived and born in the mind of God. And if that's true, then we need to have marriages that reflect him. Uh, marriage is not just a social contract. According to Hebrews thirteen four. marriage is to be honored, and it is to be holy and undefiled. And so I, I just uh, realizing what, what some of the problems are we see within marriage and this loyalty to your mate, it's loyalty 
in heart and in mind and in your actions. And it's not just talking about it's not just talking about it. You you were you were sharing that you went home for a little bit today because your wife was in need. Mm-hmm. That's loyalty. That is meeting a need. It's not thinking about it. It's doing something about it. So anyway, I've beat that horse pretty clearly. <laughs> but the third thing is, so faith is lived out in our love toward our fellow man, in our loyalty to our mate, and thirdly, in a longing for our maker. Verse five says, "Keep your life free from love of money." And be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I had this little question here. What am I longing for? Is it wealth? Is it power? Is it position, prestige? Uh, What about your political party being in power? Uh, One thing this election has shown me is that many in the church long for Republican rule than God rule. Mm. And First uh, Timothy six six says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take in, we can't take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content." You know the the Westminster Confession. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it asks this question: What is the chief end of man? And the answer is: the chief end of man is to glorify God. And enjoy him forever. Mm. Are we enjoying God? Or are we so focused on other things that he's not enough? That we need more? John Piper in his book, uh, Don't Waste Your Life. Great book, wrote a long time ago. One of the most, like this solid brick that hit me. says, God is most glorified when I'm most satisfied in him. Mm. God is most glorified when I'm most satisfied in him. And yet, full confession. I'm looking for, you know, contentment in lots of things. You know, my health, my job, my work, you know, whatever it is, my ministry. And so I think there's this constant challenge to have a longing for your maker and to be content with what he's given you. What is it? Paul said, I've learned this. I've learned the secret. I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. And here's the secret: I can do all things mm-hmm. through Christ who strengthens me. Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? And we're you know we're filling that cup. It keeps draining. It keeps getting empty, and we're filling it with all sorts of stuff. And God is saying, "No, drink from me. Yeah. Drink from me." And so uh, we're not to long for the things of this world. If this world is not our home, why are we longing to hold on to it uh, and, and to so much in it? If we're living by faith, we must learn to find our contentment in God. And so uh, Philippians 4.12, I know how to be brought low. That's that, that, that statement. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret. Have you learned the secret? If you're listening right now, have you learned that secret of contentment? J.I. Packer says there's a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. When you truly know God, you have an energy to serve him, a boldness to share him, and contentment in him. And so this kind of wraps up this whole idea, this final thing. When, when our faith is being lived out, it's visible in a love for our fellow man, a loyalty to our mate, a longing for our maker, and finally, a hope in our master. Since we know that he will never leave us or forsake us, Hebrews thirteen six says, we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? <clears throat> you know, as we wrap this up, if we're to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, our only hope in accomplishing that is to know with confidence that he is with us. And as a result, we will not fear. Isaiah 12, verse 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Listen, whatever's going on in the world, um, that's not to say uh, those aren't hard things, 
uh, I'm sure people who are listening to us right now, Taylor, are going through things we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. We cannot even fathom. But we need to be reminded that he is our strength. He is our song. And he is our salvation. Psalm 18.6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And so the question is here, where is your hope? Is our hope in a political candidate, a better job, a new neighborhood, a bigger house, a nicer car, a fill in the blank? Where is it? Because if it's anything other than God, you are not going to be content. You are going to be in search for a long time. And so, anyway, that's kind of where I wrapped up, is, is your hope in our master? Is that where your hope is? If so, it's going to be reflected in your life. Mm. You know, what is it that brings joy? I had this uh, daily kind of a, um, it's not a confession, it's it's, uh, an affirmation. I go through each of the scriptures that speak in Ephesians about the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, if, if, if the word, if God is in me, if his Spirit is in me, then the fruit's there also. Yeah. And one of the things it talks about is, <clears throat> and I say this, is I am committed to being a man with a, with a genuine Christ-like love for all people because God has graciously loved me when I was still his enemy. Therefore, I will love all people well. The next one is joy. I am committed to being a man of joy, not as a result of my circumstances, but because I'm daily reminded that I am a co-heir with Christ. Man, listen, you want joy in your life? Don't look to the things of this world to bring you joy because they are rusty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. They will decay. Um, dogs will die. <laughs> People will die. Yeah. You know? Our joy is rooted in the fact that this isn't our home. We've got an eternal home. We are co-heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. And, boy, that ought to get you fired up. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, Taylor, great being with you, brother. Yeah, I'm glad you were and, in uh, uh, this week. Maybe maybe Doug will invite me back. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual